And I, I love you so much. God is good? All the time? Whether you like it or not, God is good. Even if you do not take breakfast, God is so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm always telling people, folks in my church, even if you don't, you have one dollar in your bank, God is still good. <laughs> Whatever you have, God is still good. Amen? Uh, today's Wednesday. We are almost there. We are almost there. We are almost there. Hanging with me, uh, you know. I just want to encourage you, we are almost there. And hopefully you are, you are putting into practice uh, what we have been uh, sharing together. And, uh, you know, by the way, I'm also learning from you, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank God for you. I thank God, really. This is God's divine appointment. No one knew it. Uh, one day we are going to learn from each other. Amen. May God bless you so much. By the time I go home, I'll be just on fire, I'm telling you. Oh, God, Jesus. Oh, yes, yes. They God bless. Yes, that's camped all about. It's, it looks like wilderness, but this is a good, a good wilderness where we are, having, we are having even, what, breakfast, food. Thank God we are not fasting. Hallelujah. By the way, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow I'm just going to bring up, tomorrow I talk to my brother Kendall. Uh, my church every year uh, in January we do what we call the 20, some people call it Daniel fast, 21 days fasting. So tomorrow I'm going to print copies because I give options to church members. Because uh, I know as a pastor there are church members who are diabetic, so we've got doctor prescriptions. So I'm going to print. Normally what I'm always sharing with my congregation is so that everybody get into it. No one will say, oh, Pastor, I know I'm diabetic, so I don't do it. So everyone is there. Yes, I know. I'm the pastor, I can't do that because I have to eat. So there's a lot of options. <laughs> Where you end up going to say, no, 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 I don't have any choice to run away. I need to get this one. So I'm going to print that one. Amen. Yeah, I'm going to print it and give it to you. Uh, when you go back as a family, as a, as a small group in the church, you might consider to take one. Say, I'm going to do that. And it's always good when the whole church, the whole house, fasts. Amen? Some can do it the whole day, some the half day, some they can just do... Uh, you know, here, uh, take, uh, eating fruits, the whole, there's a lot of options. And there are also scripture readings that will help you to fast. I'm going to print it tomorrow and give it to you, all right? Okay. So uh, I wanted to share these two boys. Uh, I miss them, my boys. Um, these are my boys, and they enjoy snow. Um, uh, this, this, I took this picture back home because we don't have snow in Africa. My mom was like, really? Are you surviving? And say, yeah. <laughs> we are doing it, man. And say, oh, God, that's cold. And say, it's all right, it's all right. We have all everything prepared. Shoes, everything is ready in the United States. So um, I miss my boys, but they are, they are with my, uh, my wife, and they are praying for us all. My wife actually called this morning and said hello to everyone. And, you know, she said in French, by the way. <laughs> Bonjour, Bill. Saudia. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, friend, let's take time. Today we're going to talk about push. Um, push prayer is uh, one of the prayer that I learned in my journey. And I look at in the Bible, actually, even if the word push is not there, when we learned yesterday, at least Acts is there, the book of Acts. But push is nowhere you can't find. You don't even come after, after this session and say, Pastor, is there a place where there's push? No, I'm, I don't, there's no push here. That uh, Maybe it's, it, it has been spoken in, the diff- in different ways. But uh, this push, I build it from my own journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think, I believe that it's going to be also important to share with you. Yesterday we did an act. And try it. And who tried the act? Did you realize that you have, I mean, even if you don't have time here, it's all right. Because we have a lot of things to do. And you go home. Try the act. And you're going to find out that you are going to have one hour done. Jesus came back three times and asked the disciples, you guys, why don't you pray with me even for an hour? So if, if somebody asked for an hour, that means he prayed more than an hour, right? Jesus prayed more than an hour and he came three times. Oh, please, Jesus, don't find us sleeping. We are sleeping too much as believers, as Christians. I'm not talking about really sleep on. They're sleeping even in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. In different ways that we reach out people, we are sleeping a lot. The world is dying. And we have Christ in us. Then we have to wake up. We share the love of Jesus Christ. You know, I, 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 uh, Brother Kendall, I didn't know one. Can you turn around? I love the way it's written on the back of your T-shirt. <laughs> Can you read that one? <laughs> Somebody read it. <laughs> yes. If we know Jesus, then we go out there. We let, them, we let people know about Jesus Christ. All right? Praise God. Praise God. So we're going to look at the push. Um, um, let me move this one. All right. Um, yeah. I, I love this guy. I love him. Uh, the push prayer, by the way, brothers and sisters in Christ, the push prayer is a prayer uh, to surrender everything. To surrender. You don't have to say, ah, let me keep this, and then I'm going to give this. The preacher said that actually we are all connected. The preacher says sometimes we give half and we keep half. But the, the push prayer, you give everything. I mean everything, no doubt. You say, Lord, you alone, you can do it. No doctor, no pastor Eric, no bishop, no the White House, nobody else. You alone, you are going to do it, God. You're going to do it. Unto the Lord. It is a prayer that works very well along the scripture. The push prayer, it works very well along the scripture. What I mean is, uh, when you are praying, you are praying with the word of God. You are praying as you read it. One of the, uh, such as, I want to give you an example. For instance, you come across to the book of Psalm 23, where David said, The Lord is my shepherd. 
Now, it was the Lord shepherd in the life of David. What about you? So when you are praying, you are quoting those scriptures that you are also my shepherd God. That's the push prayer. I encourage all of you when you want to do the push prayer, you do it in the scripture. In the way of reminding who he is. He said everything, everything was done on the cross. Say it in your prayer. God, you say that. God, you said. So you pray along the scripture, the push prayer. And uh, you have to be uh, relentless in prayer about what you are praying for. And be also intentional what you are praying for. And above all else, be a prayerful about it. So if you made a plan and said, I'm going to pray this prayer every single day from this time to this time, you respect that. You do it. No matter what, even if Eric calls you, you know, Eric, this is the time of prayer. By the way, my wife called me. I told her I'm about to start um, um, uh, teaching now, she knows that when I talk about Jesus Christ, she's off of my line. <laughs> when it's come for Jesus, ah, she knows. I said, please, okay. I was talking to, I said, I, go, I went outside, I said, I'm about to do something. Oh, okay, okay. What things? Things for the Lord Jesus Christ, number one. Number one. We do it because that's where we get the love. When we give everything to him, he gives the rest and we love each other. Some days I want to remind you, like some days you may, you may feel like giving up. That's right. I, I want to warn you. <laughs> you end up to feel that way when you do the push. I'm telling I promise. You end up just saying, I'm done. I'm done. This Eric lied to me. I'm done. I'm done. You end up to feel it that I want to give up. On that prayer, I was praying. Because we don't know when God is going to answer. But it's called a push. Pray until something happens. You end up to feel that way. That your joy of prayer might go too when you do the push. If you try to eat the same food every day, you end up to say, oh, I don't like this. So now that's our everyday food. That's how prayer also end up to feel like. Because when you start praying, you end up to, oh God, I don't, I'm not even enjoying it. No. My brothers and sisters in Christ, you have, when you reach that level, then know that it's now time to enjoy it. Try your best to enjoy it. All right. All right. Uh, 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 sometimes your energy, your energy might be gone when you are doing the push prayer. Your energy might be gone. Um, your feelings might be even fade away when you're doing the push prayer. You can feel those things. I'm just, I wanted to share this with you because I don't want to be surprised. When you reach that level, you remember that our brother Eric reminded us about all this. We're going to feel it. We're going to reach a level where you don't have to feel even the joy when you go on your knees. What am I doing? Let me go back to my coffee. 
You're going to even reach a point where you say, why am I praying for these things every single day, but nothing happened. I told you yesterday, the main things we stop praying is because we don't see result. We don't see result. Imagine the Israelites when they were in Egypt as slaves. How many years? Many, many years. And Aaron was Moses' brother. Imagine Moses was born, Moses was kicked out of Egypt. How many years? And Moses was even, he got even married in the wilderness there. And how many years God showed up? And when God showed up, what did God say to Moses? I heard. I heard my people cry. How many years? I don't even remember. I need to double check. Maybe Google will give me an answer. I have to go back to seminary to check how, many, how old Moses was when he was sent back to Egypt. 80? Oh, oh my goodness. 80! Oh my. That was a push prayer. They were praying every day. God showed up. God of Moses, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. Please, where are you, God? Every single day, every single day, they were just pushing and pushing, pushing, and the time. And the Bible says, do you remember that the scripture says, when Moses went back, he told Pharaoh about what God said. And the king actually instructed the, 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 the leaders and said, go and give them even more work. Do you know that? They start even working so harder than before when God is about to show up. That's the same way with push. When you start pushing, you are going to reach a level where you feel like you are tired. And God is about to do something. God is about to do something. When God is about to show up, even Jesus when he was in the wilderness, the scripture says in 40 days, the devil did not show up the first day. The devil did not show up the second day. The devil did not show up the third day. He showed up at the last, he showed up, hey, come on, what are you doing? And Jesus said, I'm fasting. I said, no, do this. And I'll give you this. Do this. I'll give you. At the last minute, the scripture says, when he finished fasting and prayer, and he came now out of the wilderness, ministry started. Miracles started. It's the same way. When you do the push prayer, I guarantee you there's no shortcut. You reach that level of trying to give up. And said, I'm done. And remember, when you reach that, God is about to do something. Take my word, because I, I have been there. If you are, maybe are somehow, when you, when you read the Bible, say, ah, I don't believe this sometimes. You know, ah, really? But look at me as, uh, I don't know, should I call, after Revelation, should I call which book? The book of Eric? <laughs> So, so I'm the I'm the I'm the one of the um, God servant that I have experienced that push. 
I reached that level I feel like I want to give up. I want to give up. Never give up. Always remember it is the Lord commandment from the book of First Thessalonians. I think I, 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 I yes. Uh, the scripture says what? Always be what? Joyful. I don't know if you are when you're praying. And never stop praying. And I love this. Give thanks no matter what happens. Many times we don't do that. We are always doing this sometimes. But this is also a key to get this answered. No matter what happens, keep praying. God wants you to thank him because you believe in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' command. Pray without stopping. I'm going to share uh, a little bit of my, my own story uh, coming um, to the United States. You know, that's why I said I went through that. In 20, uh, 2011, that was my first time I came to the United States. I was invited by the West Michigan Conference. Uh, bishop Lori Aller, for those who, you know, she's a bishop. She used to be a district superintendent. I met her in Zimbabwe. And when she came over, she invited me to speak about Africa University. So when I came in 2011, it was my first time I experienced camp in the United States. And you know the director of the camp? You know the person I'm talking about, Jeff? Jeff, that was my, I knew Jeff in 2011. Yes, I knew Jeff in 2011. And I welcomed him with open hands and I spent about three days and they, because I was like, a, 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 my, my, my job in America in 2011 was to preach within a month. And I did it. Small group, they called me and I, some, some of the folks, uh, they used to pick me up, they used to call me package. Yeah, so the, what they used to do if I'm in your car, and the person call you and say, where's the package? And, and, uh, and the other pastor is coming. Can we meet somewhere to deliver the package? That's Eric. I was delivering that car. And I, when I preached, and so they call me package. And I love it. I went to different places. And uh, there's this church waiting for me at 6 a.m. At 6 p.m. anyway. I preach, I preach, and I once I finish, goodbye. Uh, where's the package? It's coming within a month. I moved Muskegon. I went to Trouble City. I went to Grand Rapids. And I, I did not come to Lansing. And there was a time when the pastor where I used to leave, Pastor Kim Dillon, said, oh, no, Eric needs a break. That's when I went to the camp for three days. I met Jeff. That was my first time to come to the United States. And from there, I went to Germany three months. I don't speak German. Don't ask me that. <laughs> when I went to Germany, there was a church uh, uh, the, the Munich, uh, in Munich. 
Uh, it was uh, the is the English speaking congregation. They wanted it. It looks very like America. It's really united. People from all over. They speak English. I met people from New York. Met people from Chicago. So uh, Pastor Christine, she invited me to go and do my internship there. So I spent three months in Munich and doing preaching the gospel, moving around. So, so um, I did, uh, I did ev evangelism in, in trains. You know, the, there's a lot of training in Germany, giving flyers. And people look at me, where are you from, man? I said, no, no I'm from the Lord. I'm from heaven. Give my <laughs> Jesus loves you. Come to this church. I did that even in Chicago. I look strange, but for the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. I'll be willing to do anything for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I know where I'm going. You know where you're going to, right? So I went to Germany for three months. I did my internship there. I finished. I went back. I got ordained. Thank God I got a scholarship at Garrett to come now for my master's degree. This is what happened. I flew. That's my testimony. And I flew now uh, from Congo to the United States, uh, Detroit Airport. It was in uh, June 2012, uh, July 2012. I landed, I forgot the date. I landed in Detroit Airport for the second time. And uh, the, uh, the United Customer Office, they never allowed me to come in. I wanted to hear this. And uh, one of the office came and said, Sir, we are sorry, we are sending you back to, the, back to Africa. And I said, What did I do? And they never told you. And maybe if you are a son of a, a president, maybe, I don't know. But they never told me. And they called me and they put me aside. I went. And they put me in a small room like a criminal. And I was there, and uh, the person was waiting for me, Pastor Kim Dilong. That's where I stayed when I was here in 2012. She was waiting for me, so excited at the airport. And uh, I said, what about the person, I asked the officer, what about the person is waiting for me? I said, what is the name? I said, Kim Dilong. And she went, they went outside, they looked for her. They found that they told her, the guy you're waiting for, you will never be allowed to come to the United States. We are sending me back. Oh. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then they came back to me. Now they knocked, they opened the door. I was there sitting down. And one officer came, very big. <laughs> and said, sir, as the United States of America, we have decided that we're going to send you back home. And I said, why? I got, the, I was interviewed in Zimbabwe. This is my second time to come to America. Is there anything wrong I've done? Say, we are not supposed to tell you. We just want to tell you then. Turn around. <laughs> After 10 minutes, another lady now came, also an officer, and he said, sir, as a United, the same thing. She left. And when she left, hallelujah. Oh, God, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I just intercede in my heart, Lord, if I've wronged you, do it. 
But if you know that God, I went through the right procedure. Show me that you're God. Amen. Then another officer came now, the chief. And he came. Eric Molanda said, Yes, sir. Okay, we are we have looked into everything. Uh, we are going to send you home. Um, uh, we, you are flying back with a, a seven. Uh, there's a flight that is going from here to Kenya, Kenya back to Congo at 7 p.m. So we have decided we need you to come here and sign. And I looked at, and then he said, uh, you know, if you are afraid of going back home, we are America. We are American. We protect people who are running from war. From war. And I said, sir. I did not run from war. My country where I came from, yes indeed, the other part is war. Where I came from, I said I've never seen war. By the way, everything, Romans chapter 10, everything works together for those who love Jesus Christ. Send me off. This is what I told them. Everything works together for those who love Jesus Christ. Send me home. And he looked at me and said, what? I said, you want me to repeat it again? I repeat it again. Everything works together for those who love Jesus Christ. Send me home. And he, he left. Another one came and said, sir, uh, you can come here. Are, are, you, are you sure that um, we are sending you home? I said, sir, I told, I don't know if he's your chief. I told him that everything works together for those who love Jesus Christ. Send me home. And they called me. They printed papers. I was so angry, disappointed, mixed with everything, you know. Yeah, because before I left home, I gave my bed away. I gave everything. <laughs> I gave everything. I took a, uh, my, my clothes. I gave to the orphans. And I gave everything. And I was just looking at, oh, my goodness, I'm going home. And then the Lord said in my heart, tell them the scripture and I had to be obedient to what I heard from the Lord Jesus Christ this thing the word and they left they called me and I signed papers and uh, they made sign the papers and they took picture you know this movie you stand there Fingerprint taken, everything at Detroit Airport. Everything. And then 7 p.m. Actually, they gave me an opportunity to talk to Pastor Kim Dillon on the phone. And I talked to her. I said, I know I always she's like my mother. And I said, Mom, I'm going. She was so angry. I said, This is evil. And I said, No, ma'am, everything works together. For those who love Jesus Christ. Amen. No, Eric, this is evil. See, I understand it's evil in it, but it works together. <laughs> For those who love Jesus Christ. At 7 p.m., they are escorting me. One officer here, another one here, another on the back. Can you imagine? Everybody was looking at me like I've got guns. <laughs> <laughs> at the airport in Detroit, I was just going like this. I'm And they got, we got in the, uh, we, uh, the, the, we, uh, I got in on the plane, 
And uh, everybody looked at me. I was the last person. To, oh God! Everybody, <laughs> they were even afraid. These guys might be having guns everywhere. And they took my passport. They gave it to the pilot and said, "Don't give this guy my passport. My passport." This part of all that they've done and taking me home. But they even took my passport. They gave it to the pilot and said, "Don't give this guy his passport until he landed Kenya." Why Kenya? Because Kenya is Africa. <laughs> so I flew, I seated, I seated. Listen, listen to that. I seated, I seated. And I was just so God. I, I know one of the, one of the, uh, the book, uh, that's why I encourage you to read the Bible. Amen? Read it. One of the, one of the book that came into my mind, it was Lamentation. You know, you cry over, over and over. And I said, Lord, really? <laughs> And I was sitting when we took off. And there was a guy, very energetic. I forgot. I mean, his, his name was Chris. And he was going to Tanzania. So excited, that guy. He was full of the Holy Ghost. And he looked at me and said, Man, on the plane. He said, Are you okay? I said, yeah. And it touched me like this. I said, Man, everything works together for those who love Jesus Christ. Like that. And he did not. He was not there when I said it, but he said it to encourage me. And I landed in Kenya. The, the pilot was there with my passport by the door there, you know. Oh, yeah, this is your passport. That's you. And I flew back. The first person I called. It was my wife. She used to work at the hospital. She's a nurse. And uh, I called her and said, what? This is a Congo number. Are you in Congo? Say yes. So what happened? And I told her. She was so broken. And I called my mom. My mom was so broken. So I went to my cousin. They were in church on Sunday. And I was sitting in front of their door. And they will find me here. <laughs> I tried to call them. The phone was off. Why? Because they were in the church. And I was there sitting. And my cousin showed up and said, oh, my goodness, Eric, how come you are here? I said, ah, they sent me back home. Now I opened the papers that I was given from the airport. That paper said, Eric, you come back to the United States after five years. Now watch this. <laughs> it's all right, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a little bit of the Holy Spirit. Watch this. I call one of the pastors, Pastor Gertrude. She knows me very well. She knows me since Africa University. I called her. She was in Zimbabwe. That's why you need some backups. Amen? You need, even now, as you are sp spending time here uh, at, the, at the camp, please share numbers. Have you? I mean, look for a backup. Me, I'm going to look for you guys. Before we go, I need your number. I need your number. I need your number. Why? Because if, if I need prayer, I need some prayer warriors, I called you. We need to help each other in prayer. And I called her. She just came in five minutes. 
And because she knew me, I used to pray and say, what did you do? I said, nothing. You know me. I did not do anything. I said, oh, God. And she started praying and said, Lord, you know, Eric, Lord, what did Lord, she prayed like that right away. She prayed over me. And she said, your situations need prayer only. The following day at 5 a.m. So I'm going to show you this picture. Just to, uh, This is a picture I took when I was in Congo recently in June. I want just you to show our, to see the mountains, how things look like. You know. So, but this is a recent one. You can see I've got go green. So that, that I was not in, uh, so I was not in Lansing. So that's how the mountains looks like in the Congo when you go for prayer. People here that are praying. They've got even that small house over there. They sleep there for prayer. Even five days, they will stay there. This people they are praying. All these people are praying. So this Eric also praying. So I work. I woke up at five a.m. I went in the mountain. I start praying. We are praying with praying with people. These people I don't know them. They are praying also. They are praying the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody came to me. He came like this. I was praying. His name is Joseph. Allow me to touch your shoulder. He said, sir, sir, I want to talk to you. I said, oh, really? He said, yeah, come here. I said, I followed him. I said, what is happening? He said, do you have a pen? I said, yes, I do have a pen. I said, write my number and write what I'm saying to you. While I was praying, the Lord told me that you are going back to America. I said, really? You don't know American, you, huh? <laughs> when American says yes, is yes, no, is no. I say, write my number. That says the Lord. You're going back there for his glory. Don't mess up when you go there. Don't even compromise. Don't go there. You're going there for your glory. His glory. Do you understand? I say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm writing down. I write my number. You're going to call me if you need me, and I'll pray for you. That's what I heard what the Lord was telling me. Yes, they send you out. They will send you back. But God is sending you back again for his glory. I say, Really? I look at the paper when I went home. I look at the paper. It says five years. And I look. I listen to what God says and said, you're going back. And say, when? I start pushing. In the morning, 5 a.m., I woke up praying. And I had a cousin who was 15 years old then. He, he, he just he told me, I'm going with you in the mo- I'm on the mountain every day. 5 a.m., I went there. 12 o'clock, I pray. I push. I'm telling you, I finished all of the scripture quoting. God, you say this. God, you said it. God, I prayed, I prayed. And uh, in my prayer after a week, I got an email from Garrett. School in, in Illinois. They sent me an email and said, oh, uh, you need to make sure you pay the rest of the money, that, your accommodation, uh, you pay up, and they will send you what they call I-20. So you go for interview. And uh, I did not have money. And I called Bishop Lori Haller. Now it's a bishop, she's a bishop. I called Pastor Kim Dillon. Pastor Kim Dillon said, you are going through a lot. That's the Lord speaking through them. He said, you are going through a lot. Leave this to us. They call Garrett. They ask Garrett, how much Eric need? Garrett told them. Say, okay, fine, we are paying that tomorrow. Hallelujah. They paid everything to the following day. And Garrett called me and said, uh, uh, you want, we, want, we want to send your I-20 and um, give us the home address. Say, all right, and, uh, and, and it's going to take only two days. So I give them my home address. They send it through DHL. Two, after two days, 
And there was a guy driving at the place and said, I was looking for Eric. I had the papers in my hand for interview. I looked at God, you're so good. And I went to the internet. This is what God does. I'm praying. Everything I'm doing, it, I'm doing it from the prayer. Are you with me? I went to the internet, I applied, and now, now I have to go to the Congolese embassy. I applied, and uh, you know the funny part? They, the school was supposed to start here August 22nd. All the international students must be in America. So I had my appointment for interview in September 1st. Look at this, what God does. Hallelujah. Oh, when he says something, you do it. I apply and I, I read, I, I read the instructions, said if you are rushing for medical or what, uh, you are sick or you want to go for school, you want us to change your schedule, we can do it. So I sent an email, I said um, I have to be in America the 22nd for orientation um, as an international student. I waited the first day, no reply. The second day, I went, I'm telling you, I'm, I went, they said, oh God, there's nothing. And we don't have Wi-Fi at home, by the way, like you have here everywhere. We have Wi-Fi on, on, in the camp, right? We don't have Wi-Fi, so I have to drive to go to where they call Internet Cafe. I checked, I paid money, nothing. I went, oh Jesus. The following day, I went, oh God, Jesus. I went again, nothing. And the fourth day, I said, I'm not going. When I said I'm not going, the pastor who told me that God is said, he called my number said, go and check your email. They've already replied. <laughs> yes, I went and checked my email. The U.S. Embassy have already replied. Said, Eric, uh, you have to be here on Monday for interview. That was, uh, that, that was uh, um, August uh, 16th. And when I got a ticket, I flew from Kinshasa, from, from Lubumbash to Kinshasa. Uh, my friend, one of my, my, my used to be my, my classmate, and uh, 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 his mom, she's a prayer warrior. Look at what happened. I just got in their house, and the mother was coming from the kitchen, and she looked at me. She starts speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. And uh, so, oh God, my friend never told me. I stayed with that friend of mine for three years on campus in Zimbabwe. She never told me that the mother is a prayer warrior. The mother was on fire. And I was standing like this. And I was just, oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just speak, Lord, speak, Lord. The mother finished speaking in tongues. She came to me. She came to me. She came to me and said, you're going to get a visa. And I went to my friend's room. I said, I said, man, you never told me that your mom is a prayer warrior. I said, why for, man? I know my mom, she's always like that. <laughs> the following day, I went to the bank. I paid. Before, they, you, you, before you get interview, you have to pay. The, they call non-refundable fee. That means if, you, if they deny the visa, they get the $200. So when you pay, I paid, I paid the $200. And uh, the same pastor, Joseph, called me at 5 a.m. He said, Eric, are you up? I said, I'm up already. I'm on my knees and said, that says the Lord. They're going to ask you three questions. I'm just saying this to tell you that the Lord we serve is alive. 
He said, they are going to ask you three questions. I don't know the questions, but remember, they're going to ask you only three. I said, okay, good. I went there. They called me. I got there. Have you ever been to the U.S. Embassy before? You're American. No, you have never been. It's a scary place, I'm telling you. You freeze. I've got American friends. They are afraid of going to their own U.S. Embassy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you have been there, right? You freeze. You behave. If you used to walk like this, you walk like that. I'm telling you, that place is scared. And I got it, they call Eric. I got him. And the guy was looking at me. I was looking at him. And the number one question uh, Can I have your, uh, your admission letter? I gave them a passport and the admission letter from Garrett. I gave them. Okay, all right. Number two, who's going to sponsor you? And I was well prepared. I had all the paper with me. I just took them. <laughs> I, gave, I gave to him. He looked at, oh, God, all right. Okay, GBGM, all, okay, this church, Sparta United Methodist Church, all right. And all the latest people said they were going to do that. Okay. The third and the last one. Say, why were you sent back from Detroit? And the answer was, I don't know. <laughs> and I stood. Uh, they sh I, I, when, when, I was, when I was saying, I don't know, I even gave them the paper that I was given. And the guy looked at all the papers, turned around, and he looked at me, and he gave me all the papers back, and he said, visa granted. Come tomorrow and get a visa. That's the God we serve. And when I'm telling when I when when I left the U the United States Embassy, I went out. My friend was waiting was waiting for me outside in a car. I was crying. I cried. I knelt like that in the on the street. And Lord, you are the only one I'm gonna worship. And people were looking at me and say, Oh God, this guy is crazy. Yes, I'm crazy for Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the following day, I went, I got my passport, the visa was in there. I flew now, not through Detroit, through Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to Chicago. The same person was waiting for me in Detroit when I was returned. She was waiting for me in Chicago. She came and I was even called again out and just to ask me questions. But finally, I'm here, my brothers and sisters in Christ. But I'm, I'm sharing this to encourage you that nothing we go through just happened. God has a plan for it. Amen? Nothing. Before you were formed, in the mother's womb, the Bible says what? He knew us. If you serve a God who knew you when you were not even a baby, what more for what we are facing today? It requires push in order for us to go through it. He had everything mapped out for you and me, God. He said that. Not only the final destination, but the, the, the struggle we go through. 
He doesn't make it for us, but they are there because we deal with principalities. They are there to shape us. You will face it. Any change of direction that uh, sometimes we say, God, I want to go to D.C. God says, no, I don't want to see you today. I don't, I'm not seeing you in Washington, D.C. I see you in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Any direction you take, God knows it. God knows even people who come and shape you in your life. God knows even people are going to hurt you in your life. They, they, God knows. There are people we meet in our lives and say, oh God, you, uh, me, I've, I've said that before. I say, oh my God, where are you from? I made a mistake to me. Oh God, Jesus, you are taking my peace away. But uh, they are there to shape our faith. Amen? God knows, my brothers, those who heard, um, the, those who are going to help you, God knows them by names. I say that, I, I put this one here, I say, uh, this is uh, this is uh, the prayer we went there in the mountain with uh, my sisters, the church members. We went uh, when I was in Congo. We went from 6 a.m. to 12 praying, and we came back. Um, I said this: Our unknown is known by God. By God. Another story quickly before we go to push prayer with the scripture. I want to share a story with my wife again. So. Um, this is, my, this is actually when she arrived here. Um, after two weeks, so we took that picture. We went to a workshop. Uh, my wife, I stayed in America for three years without her. And it happened because the visa was denied three times. That's why I say push. You have to push. You have to push. I went to the president, Phil, uh, uh, his name is, uh, I forgot his last name. He was the president at Garrett. I went in his office, and uh, I just went to his office. Actually, the Lord said something about his life, his retirement. I never knew that he's going to be retired that year. The Lord told me that somehow they were questioning, they were debating with his wife, things like that. But the Lord told me his message to go and tell him. That was the first time I got connected with the president, Phil. I talked to the secretary, and the secretary said, is it related to school? I said, no, it's related to his own life. I need to face it. I went, I talked to Phil, and Phil said, that's right. I've been, we have been debating with my wife concerning my retirement, but I listened to the Lord. I'm going to retire. That was the first day I met the president. And when I met him, and after a week, he came to me and said, do you need anything, Eric? I said, oh, I need something. I need my wife to come to America. And so, oh my goodness, because the, the president and said, what do you need? I need you to sign a paper uh, acknowledging that you're going to support me and my wife in America. So that's an easy thing. And then he signed it, he wrote a letter, and I sent all the papers to my wife. My wife went to the same embassy, and the first day she went there, the visa denied. And I told my wife, we, we better push. We start pushing on our, on our knees. Push on your knees. Push in prayer. Pray until something happened. In 2012, my wife's visa was denied. In 2013, 
My wife went the second time. She was even told that your husband is not in America. The visa was denied. In 2014, I said, go again. And we, she went again. The visa was denied. Now where? A different country in Zimbabwe. Visa denied. And the third time, they even told her that you will never go to America until your husband comes and pick you up. And I said, "Lo, you're messing well with God. Yeah, to be honest with you, and that's why when you call about push, you push, you say anything to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? I prayed and said, Lord, if really you, the Bible says uh, you created the heavens and earth. You brought, uh, you brought uh, something from nothing, God. Even America, even the U.S. Embassy, God is the... Uh, is nothing in front of you, God. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I, I'm telling I prayed. I share with some of your folks, the folks here. Uh, there, was this, there was a day I woke up in the morning during snow. It was cold in Chicago, Illinois. I woke up in the morning. I went beyond the school. I was praying there at 5 a.m. Father, in the name of Jesus. There were police, you know, uh, university police. They parked the car. They were watching me. They told me I had a gun. They were watching me from afar. I was praying for one hour and 30 minutes in snow. It was cold. I knelt down and said, Lord, I'm going to push until I see something that you are God. And when I said amen, I stood up. I turned around. Two police watching me. And they came. They greeted me. They said, oh my goodness, you prayed for us. Oh God. Where do you stay? I said, that's my, you know where there's a light? That's my room. I said, thank you. God bless you. I said, yeah, God bless you too for watching me. <laughs> I went. I went back in my room. Here in Illinois, I pushed during snow time. I never care about snow. I said, oh my goodness. Some of you, you go and you enjoy snow outside and you, you do this. But I do it. I use it in prayer. I push. Pray until something happens. And in 2015, in 2015, I was serving at Green United, uh, 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 Greenville United Methodist Church. I told them that I'm going to pick up my wife. Because the embassy said they want to see me, they're going to face me. I'm going. And the whole church, they were not convinced. They said, no, Eric, please. We were going to try our best. You just stay here. If you go again, oh, God. Eric, I, I understood. and said, no, they, because they said so. Let me go. And the day I preached, I invited all the children from the church. Said, I said, adults, I don't need your prayers. I need children to come and pray for me. I'm going tomorrow. We had children about 25. They came. You'd be amazed. Some of the kids, they put their hands on my head. They said, Lord, we want Pastor Eric to come back. Amen. Another one come. Lord, I want to see Pastor Eric's wife. Amen. God, I'm telling you. And the following day, I went. Zimbabwe. We went to the, we went, we got, um, the, um, we went to the U.S. Embassy. They got in, we got interviewed. Actually, the guy interviewed us is a former uh, um, Michigan State. Uh, and I told, he asked me, where are you going to live? I said, Lansing. Oh, go green. I said, go white. 
And he said, oh, all right, all right that's, where you're gonna, that's where I'm going to leave, not far away from the university. And then they said, sir, come tomorrow, you get a visa for you and your wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And by the way, when we went the following day, they gave me a passport, the visa was printed, in, my, in, my, in the passport of my wife, there was nothing. Yes. Oh man, I'm telling you, if you have never seen, uh, you know, if you have never seen the life of, I've gone through that. This is not even all. I'm just telling you all this. I'm sharing with you so that you are being encouraged with the push prayer. Don't give up. We went back to the hotel. I sent an email to the lawyer. To, uh, I sent the email to her and said, uh, "This is what is happening." I said, "What?" The following day, I woke up at the, in the hotel. I opened my email, Mama. There was an email coming from the senator, Senator Stabenow. She sent an email to the U.S. ambassador. Say, please, I'm saying what it was written. Please leave Eric and Corinne alone. Let them come here. If you have any problem, call me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I've never met her. And I told my wife, I said, we are in trouble. Say, what? The senator send an email to the U.S. Embassy. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we serve a living. When you push, God operates. Pray until something happens. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, it said, when I begin something, I'll finish it. Philippians chapter 1 verses 6. When I begin something, I finish it for my glory. Not our glory. For God's glory. So we went to the U.S. Embassy. Oh God. The first day when we went, we had to take the belt. Do you know that we have to take the belt out, everything? And, and, and somehow, somehow I don't know. Maybe one day we can even show up. I don't know. We take the belt out. So when we went there, there was an officer. And... Uh, I, I, I showed up at the office and said, what is your name? I said, Eric. No, no, you don't have to take your bed out. I said, what? I said, you come, guys, you come. Instead of going to the same door, we went to a different door. And we were there with my watch, everything. They never took anything out of me and my wife. We go there. I said, well, you are playing with God, hallelujah. We sit down. And the lady came and said, Eric, we are sorry. Just give us like 10 minutes. We are printing a visa for your wife. I look at my wife. I look at her. I say, oh, God, you are so good. <laughs> you are so good. And she was printing. And she printed the, my wife's passport and visa and a passport. She came and said, oh, Seth Jenny, I'll meet you in America. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus. And we flew. We came here. That's when I brought my wife here. You have to push. I have a scripture for you to push. The book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 18, 1. He said what? Jesus told his what? His disciples. That's you and me. A story. He, and I love this. The story was told so that they can do this. He said, Jesus said, I wanted to show them, that's you and me, that they should always 
pray. And what? How many of you have already given up on prayer? How many? This is one of the scriptures strengthened me and strengthened my wife. I always, when the visa was denied, said, do you have Luke? <laughs> Luke 18 in front of you? Read it. Read it. I was reading this and I, I've read this book uh, many, many times. And it's, uh, to me, it speaks about push. It speaks about push that, because Jesus said, never give up. Until you see something happen. If you give up, you're not going to see something happen. He said, uh, he explained all this and explained. I know I don't read it. But I love this. Verse 5, it says what? But this widow, that's you and me. Because it was a parable. So, Jesus was talking about uh, Brother Bill, I'm sorry to mention your name because I know your name. Jesus was talking to Bill, was talking to Eric, was talking to De uh, Kendro, was talking to many of us here. And said, this widow, you and me, keep bothering. We, we, we need to bother God, our Father. He has to fill it in the throne. When we are praying, he has to, oh, Eric is disturbing me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He has to know that. He said, keep bothering me. The me is God. Eric, you are bothering me. Yes, I'll come again. The same request. Oh, Eric, you are bothering you. Want me? Yes, God, until you do something. I'm bothering you. So if you want me to stop bothering me, answer me. He went on and he said, I will see that things are made right for her. That's, if I remove her, it will be you and me. If I don't, <laughs> well, you and me again. Will some days come and we move from bothering to attacking now. We're attacking God. And when it's come for attacking, that's when you pick up the phone. You say, Brother Bill, can you pray for me? Kendall, can you pray for me? You know, I was alone. I was bothering God. But when we come five or ten, we start bothering God. We start now attacking God. Because even when I was going through all this, my visa denied, I told you, I had backups. I had prayer, prayer warriors. I used to share with friends, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? So we need to move from bordering to attacking God. And God chosen people cry out him day and night. And I love this. Day and night. Sometimes we pray only a day. But the Bible says day and night. We keep doing it. Push. Pray until something happens. Another story. We're going to pray another story, the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel. Your answer is already on the other side. You know the story about Daniel, right? Daniel, I love this. From the first day, from the first day when you decide and said, I want to push on something that I need God to do. Once you make that mindset, 
you said a word. God, I'm here for something. I want you to know. God already. God receive it. When the angel came, from the first day you set your heart, not your feelings, your heart. Sometimes it's happened. I always telling folks in the church, I need your heart better than your feet in the church on Sunday. Because God wants to deal with our heart, not our feet. Sometimes we can come to church with your feet, but your heart is not even there. You are thinking about job, you are thinking about rent, you are thinking about, you know, it's happened. But they said the first thing, your heart to understand and to be humble. You humble yourself. You said, no, God, you know, I know I've got this person. I know this person. I know that person. Do you know that when, my, when, when I was returned, one of the person in Michigan knew uh, uh, the President Obama? You know, she sent me an email. She said, if they don't fix you, they don't give you a visa, we're gonna, I'm going to call President Obama. I'm going to call President Obama. They must do something. And I said, no, I don't deal with Obama. I deal with God. I went up there, the owner, the one who controls even Obama. The one in charge. The one is above our President Biden. The one, that's when we go there. And by it's required humility to get there. He said, humble yourself before your God. Your words were heard. And I have come because of what? Your words. And it took 21 days. <laughs> I love that. Not one. It took 21 days. Daniel was praying and fasting. Praying and fasting. 21 days. That's the push. Pray until something happens. There are a lot of stories. You know, the, you know the mother of Samuel in the Bible, Anna? You know what happened? I, Anna was like in the church on Sunday. Everybody, we have a communion and they are done. Bye-bye. But Anna stayed. Anna was there. He was there. He was talk, she was talking to God. And the priest, like the Eric, Eric came and said, Anna, are you drunk? Do you know that story? Yeah, read the, uh, the book of uh, First Samuel. You're going to understand. The priest, that's Eric, that's us. We pastors, we come and say, are you drunk? And Anna said, you don't have an idea. I'm not drunk. I'm pushing. I'm pushing until God does something. And the priest said, God is going to do exactly what you're asking. She was pushing. Push. How many of you can even tell your pastor and say, Pastor, the church is over. Can you lock me up in the church? I've got something to push on. How many? How many of you will call the pastor and say, Pastor, the church open at 4 o'clock and say yes. And say, oh, I'm coming. So for what? I don't need you, pastor. I need God. I'm coming to pray. How many? How many of you tell the pastor and the pastor, the church is closed. That's the tradition, even our church. We close the church on Friday and Saturday. It's, it's closed. How many of you call me and said, Pastor Eric, I need to be in the church at six, uh, at uh, 7 o'clock to, uh, to 10. Uh, can you open for me? Oh, come. I'm telling you. I'm just going to open. Stay there. How many? 
many who said to his friend and said, oh, you said to yourself and said, I'm not going I'm I'm to take a phone today, a phone call the whole day. I'm sitting down, I'm kneeling down. I need God to do something. I don't want any distractions. How many? I'm inviting you, I'm challenging you, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I told you from the beginning, you're going to be shaken up a little bit. The push prayer is a prayer along the scripture. You pray, you say, Lord, you say that. You said everything was done on the cross. I'm here until I see something. You don't know when. Daniel never planned for 21 days. Is there any place where the Bible says, Daniel said, I'm going to fast for 21 days? No. If the angel could have come uh, after 25, Daniel could have kept on praying. Do you know that? He never planned from the beginning. Now today we are using it. The 21 days Daniel fast. And I'm glad that you said Daniel fast. It's for Daniel. It's for Daniel. Even when I did it. 21 days. 21 days. Daniel. Daniel fast. What if you do also something different? 10 days fast. Then I'm just doing tiny prayer. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. At the end of the day, your grandchildren, your children, other friends will say, I'm going to do grandma prayer fast. The five days grandma prayer fast. I'm going to do that. Why not? Amen? Amen? Amen. God is so good. God loves us so much. I want to hear us. Do you know that this is a scripture in the Bible, the, in the book of Psalms, the Bible says, God is looking down, looking at uh, those who are seeking him. Do you know that? Do you know that? Oh, maybe tomorrow I'll bring it to you. God is looking down. God seek him. We are seeking God. He said, I'm looking for those who are seeking me. God is looking at I don't know. God is looking at you. God is looking at me. He said, oh, Eric, are you seeking me in prayer? I know, God, I'm seeking somebody else. No, God wants to come in your situation. But I want to tell you, keep praying. Amen? I don't know when God is going to answer whatever you're going through. But I assure you that if you are on your knees, we keep pushing. I don't know which form that God, uh, God is going to answer that. But it's going to just come. Sometimes he comes to strengthen us in the, in the that time. And I'm strengthening you. Sometimes God sends people around you and said, this is what you need for now. But they will only show up when we pray. Amen? Amen. All these people I shared with you, they pay school fees. They showed up because I was pushing. I was pushing. When you push, God is coming down. Amen? Amen. All right. Is there any question? Is there any question or comment or if you have something to ask? All right. By the way, on Friday, let me say, on Friday, our last session, uh, when we finish, I'm going to, after we do the walk, we're going to do, we're going to walk, we're going to do that prayer. I want you to bring all the prayer requests you have got. You bring them on Friday. Amen? And then those who would love to pray with me after the session on Friday, we can do that. 
I know you know we have lunch. Huh? <laughs> That's why I told you. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, you have a question? Yeah, uh, let me start with my sister first in Christ. Um, it seems like there are times when prayer is really <coughs> hard work. Yes. Um, do you think, like, in your experience, you would go a lot of times alone, but it seems like there are times um, when you maybe have people with you, do you think that's why people pray in groups? I mean, for me, I'm like, you know, how do you how do you keep going? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that, like, it's okay to pray for myself, like, God, I need you to help me be mm. faithful in prayer. Is that why you invited people to come alongside you to pray? Right. Like, how do you keep, how do you keep going? Keep going, yeah. The, the, that's a very good... Yeah, the joy, yeah, yeah. What what makes me what makes me keep going? Number one is discipline. I discipline myself, and said this. I'm telling you, have to discipline yourself when it's come for prayer. I said this is how I'm gonna pray every day at 5 a.m. 30 minutes. This is how I'm gonna do it. All right. And number two, I'll encourage you. That's what I'm saying here. As we are thinking about prayer, please share numbers with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Prayer partners are very, very important. I have people who reminded me, who called me and said, hey, Pastor Eric, they just called me from a blue. They said, oh, I'm starting praying for you tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Will you be willing to join me? Oh, God, I'm joining you. So I have prayer partners. They help me to keep going, too. Yeah, have prayer partners, uh, your, your grandma, your, your, your mom, your friends, your, uh, you have them too. They help. They really help. Yeah. Um, wait, my brother, you have a question? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, what's the longest year that you can remember? What's the longest you had to push prayer? Oh, the longest? Oh, no, I can't remember. I, I, mean, I just, I, I, I pray until I, I see something happen. But every day, the longest, I'm, I don't want you to pray like, you, you never get where I am until you do the little one. The little steps are very important. The little steps. But I will tell you what I used to do. I used to go on the mountain, even myself. I go for three hours. I pray, I sit down and read the scripture. I pray, I sit down and read the scripture. I sing. I do that. But at home, sometimes I go for an hour, 30 minutes. But every day. Yes, until that situation. You pray, you pray, and it doesn't happen tomorrow. You pray again, and you keep doing that. Yeah. But how, like, how long do you pray for a specific um, situation? Or situation until that manifested. Yeah, like for the visa, for the visa when I was returned, it took me about two weeks, uh, three weeks, and God answered. I came back. Yeah. Yeah, for my wife, it took three years. Yeah. <laughs> Three years and she came here. I keep praying. Yeah. When you pray faster for long periods like that, do you always say something or do you have moments where you just pause? Yeah, I pause. Yeah. There's a moment that, yeah, that's what I also, that's a very good question. There are moments where you pause. You listen to God. All right? You pray, you pray, you pray. You pause, you listen to God, and you read the scripture, and you go again. You go again. God, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And there will be a moment you just pause again. And you are going to feel the Holy Spirit said, you have a break, go home. You go and come back again the following day. Yes. All right. Yes, brother. Um, I was wondering, like, how do you 
Amen. Amen. Did you hear that? That's one that's why we're gonna look tomorrow the power of short prayer. It's those scriptures that the Lord has done in the in the Bible, uh, they are really good to strengthen your life of prayer. The story that I share for Anna, when you read it, it's oh God did this. And it really helps. The story of Elijah, who said, Oh, you have to stop, the sun stopped. Those stories, they are very they are not, don't don't take them for granted. They help you to keep going. So God did if I hear like this, my story, my own story. When you, you come to a situation, say, God, you did this to Eric. Oh, God, God, that's how I pray. God, you did it to Israelites. Now you're going to do it to me. Those stories in the Bible, they help you keep praying. All right? All right. The last one. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a very good question. Let me let me let me answer you because we debate that with my wife. Our prayer life. <laughs> That's good. Give me high five. <laughs> Our, our prayer life, we are going, we are going, sorry about it. Our prayer life has changed a little bit since we had children. Yeah, we used to pray when we were, uh, the two of us, <laughs> we used to, wake up, we are going to pray. <laughs> and, and I just, uh, I attempt to wake up. Said, let's go, let's go. We leave the bed, we need to know, we leave the bed, because it's very tempting when you are praying close to the bed, you might do, mm, done. So we, we go in the sitting room, we pray. But since we are children, I've noticed it. Sometimes I pray by myself because she's taking care of the voice. And then what she does, sometimes she, she's, uh, she's sitting, she, whenever she sits down with the, uh, the, the voice, you see her like being quiet, she's praying. So with the, with the children, and then, by the way, I want to tell you something very, very important. Let the children see you while you are praying. You are teaching them something different. Yeah, you have to take the moment, you encourage them. When you go in the bedroom, you just say, Mama, what are you doing? I'm praying. You said a short prayer. You just said a short prayer. Because God knows, I told you, God knows everything. He knows that you have got children now. And he knows that this is how you are no longer praying one hour. You are praying 10 minutes. He knows that. Don't get disconnected completely by creating an atmosphere where you spend even five minutes. Say, God, I thank you this morning. And even when you're cooking, and I know, God, I'm, I thank you for what, this moment. That bless me, bless me. So create that. We talk about that. Because I told my wife, you're not praying like we used to do. We have children. <laughs> she said that. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. So we are going to. Uh, we are going to. Uh, I I'm inviting. I need to take a picture with you, brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm going to share that if you don't mind. Is that okay? And then uh, I love uh, those who are willing to uh, have me as prayer partners. When it comes for prayer, I'm telling you, I don't take it for granted. If you become, if we are becoming prayer partners, whenever you have any situation, you need a backup. We're going to look at the backup tomorrow. 
I need a backup. You test me. You send me a test. And Pastor Eric, oh, don't even call me Pastor. You just call Brother Eric. Brother Eric, I need a backup. Huh? When I back you up, God will use other people to back me up because we know where we are living right now. All right? Yeah, pray for one another because other people will pray for you. You give what you have so that people can give you in the, in the future, right? All right. Uh, 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 let's pray first before we go. Can we? Can we? Can we, where we go? Hallelujah. Uh, do you mind to stand up, please? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Joshua Mashiach. Our precious God, Heavenly Father, I come before your throne of grace to acknowledge your presence. You are God Almighty. Lord, the scripture says it is not by might, by strength, it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let it be God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, God, increase in the life of each and every child of yours here this morning. God, I pray for the life of prayer to increase by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I remove doubt. I remove anything that God will take away from prayer life. I silence everything, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Joshua, Mashiach. Open the floodgate of heaven. Release that spirit in the life of my brothers and sisters. God, you did it. You did it in the life of Elijah, the life of others. Do it in our lives. Do it in our lives, Lord. Do it in our lives. Let your will be done for the glory of your name. We praise you. Oh God, give us the strength and the power all that we need as we go in our pushing. Oh God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray together and we said, Amen. Amen. All right. So, we, we, can we, uh, there's no rain.